to be down here. But we are so excited to have, be with you guys this morning. We thank Brother uh, Pastor Baldridge and, and you here at Pearl, Mississippi for allowing me to come and share a little bit about what God has put on my heart. I, I don't know about you, but when people hear the word North Dakota, they think that it is a cold place. It never gets warm or anything like that. I'm going to prove you all wrong today. Uh, but nevertheless, we are going to, our family has answered the call to go to Jamestown, North Dakota. How many of you know where that's at? All right. Everybody's starting to raise their hand. They saw, they're like, they're like, I don't know, but he wants somebody to say, yeah, so we're going to, I don't know. No, I'm joking. Um, we're going to Jamestown, North Dakota. If you don't know where that's at, that's between Fargo, which I don't know where that's at. There was a movie called Fargo, um, and Bismarck, the capital, we're right there off the I-94 interchange there between those two cities. And we are excited about what God is going to do in Jamestown. And we just want people to come alongside of us and enjoy the ride. So, you're probably wondering, who's going to North Dakota? Well, as of right now, it is just our family. So be praying that God works in some people's hearts to come alongside of us and come work with us up in North Dakota. As you can see behind me, aren't those the cutest? That's the cute, minus me. Isn't that the cutest family you've ever seen? Right? Um, the, there is me, who is the lead church planner. Uh, my name is Justin Fight, as brother, uh, I call him Dr. Baldridge. Um, as Dr. Baldridge has said, uh, I am currently a student at Welch. I am getting my bachelor's online through Welch College. I am a senior, and uh, we are just so thankful um, for what Welch has done for us. And I told my wife, I said, I don't know if it, as everybody says when you go to Welch, or you go to Bible college, you realize you're not where you need to be at with the Lord, and he begins to direct you. So, um, But I got saved in 2008. I was 17 years old when I got saved. Um, and when I was graduating in high school, I thought I had a career in criminal justice. I had the opportunity to play collegiately and professionally soccer, um, as we like to call it football. Um, not a, you know, but, um, but you guys call it soccer. Um, I had scouts looking at me, all that stuff, and I didn't know what I was going to do early on. And that was my calling just a month after graduation. And next thing you know, I injured my knee, and all those hopes and dreams of being a professional collegiate soccer player went out the window. So I figured the Lord was just trying to put a thorn on my side to keep me where he needed me to be at. Um, but nevertheless, I am so blessed to be his child. Um, I got saved, like I said, in June, um, in 2008. It was January. I started announcing my calling to preach in June of 2008. Um, and the Lord has just blessed me over the years, and I'm so grateful for him. Um, as you see on the screen, um, there is my wonderful wife and my uh, two children. I've been married to Allison for going on seven years. Uh, she is a graduate of Mount Vernon Nazarene College there in Mount Vernon, Ohio. She has her uh, bachelor's degree in music. When I met her and married her, she was a music teacher. Now she's a stay-at-home mom. Um, but uh, it's amazing how things like that happen, right? No, um, we have two wonderful, we've been blessed with two wonderful kids, Abigail and Benjamin. Abigail is our oldest. She'll be turning six in May. Can't believe it's going by just like that. Um, as well as Benjamin, and he just turned two. I like to call him my Pentecostal son because he's always running, jumping, flipping, falling, laying, you know, throwing, you know, you know the typical two-year-old tantrums. Um, but I'm, just help me pray that we can get that out of him a little bit. Um, but uh, that's, that's our family. There's an interesting fact about Abigail, and I want you to hang on to it, all right? You know how us preachers like to say, I want you to hang on to this. She's autistic, and the Lord has brought her so far in the last few years. Um, she's in kindergarten, uh, getting ready to go to first grade, and I just was just told the other day that she's already working. She's ahead in her reading and whatnot, um, so she's working on first grade reading. 
Um, the Lord's really blessed her with that. Sometimes she'll grab my college books and read those. So she's going to probably finish her bachelor's before I do. Um, but nevertheless, that's our amazing family. Um, can you click it for me back there? All right, everything showed up there. All right, so there's her names. Allison, Abby, we call her Abigail. We call her Abby, Benji, Benjamin. All right. On a screen that you see behind me is a Latin phrase. Anybody speak Latin in here? I don't either. So um, I'm not going to pronounce it. I've tried practicing it. I probably should take a class at Welch, but I don't plan on doing that because I'd be afraid I'd be conjuring up some weird things. But this is the state of North Dakota's state Latin motto. Um, anyone have a guess at what it means? It means, will you click it for me? One sows for the benefit of another age. Would you believe that what we do today has an impact on tomorrow? What we do today has an impact not only on tomorrow, but it also has an impact today. And I thought this was so fitting that the state of North Dakota has this as their Latin motto. What they are trying to do today is prepare, helping the generation, the people they have today, but also making sure the future generation has a, something as well. Psalm 78 references as well, and I think it's one of the best passages to tie in with this because the writer, Asaph, he said, I'm writing unto a parable. I'm going to teach you hard things. And he says, in other words, what he does is he reminds Ephraim of their past, how that God did all these great things, and yet they still rebelled against God. And then he said, you need to teach these to your children. Take what you've learned and teach your children not to follow in their footsteps. Teach your children to serve the Lord, to put their faith and trust in God. And he says, teach your children and your grandchildren, even the generation that is yet to be born. And I think that's so powerful because even though we are entrusted with our church family, we've got a community that we need to be investing in. We have states. We are called not just to reach our Jerusalem, but our Judea, our Samaria, and the uttermost part of the world. And what we do today has an impact. And I want to make sure that I am doing what I can for the kingdom that I'm sowing into the communities God has blessed me with so that they can know God and know him in his entirety and set their hope in him. So you're probably, probably wondering, why North Dakota? Look how beautiful this place is. See, I told you there's no snow. Just kidding. Right now they're getting snow. Um, but it, it got to 101 degrees last summer, but we're not going to talk about the negative 50 they had right before, before Christmas. But isn't that beautiful? Who wouldn't want to go there? This is overlooking Jamestown. Uh, this is the south. Southeast side of Jamestown. Uh, this was given to me by the Tourism Bureau up there to help. When they found out that I was going around telling people about Jamestown, they're like, what do you need? I said, just give me pictures. Give me video. Give me whatever you want. So they gave me some pictures. So I'm excited about that. But that's not why we're going. Not because it's beautiful or any of that thing of those natures. We're going because there are currently no free will Baptist churches in the state of North Dakota. And as far as our North American Ministries office has told me, there has never been a free will Baptist work in North Dakota. There have been free will Baptists who've come through North Dakota, whether in military or travel, but there's never been a church. Back, I've been a North Dakota State Bison fan, which is a rival of your pastor's school there in Sioux Falls, um, for about a, I'm probably going to say about nine years now. When Allison and I got married, she joked with me because I was a North Dakota State Bison fan and I wasn't a Buckeye. All right, when you're born and raised in Ohio, you're expected to be a Buckeye fan. But if you're not a Buckeye fan, don't be happy as long as it's not that state up north, which we call Michigan. 
Um, but I became a fan of them. In 2019, right after I took the pastor at Columbus first, um, there in Ohio, we got those yearbooks that we got from the denomination. If you've been around the denomination a while, you know what I'm talking about. It's pretty much the directory of the Free Will Baptist in the state of North, the United States. And as I went through it, I noticed North Dakota did not have a Free Will Baptist church. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Well, my wife, what she do? She sees this book. She's like, I want to look at it. And she went through there, and she noticed North Dakota did not have a Free Will Baptist church. And what do you think she said to me? Justin, since you love your North Dakota state bison so much, why don't we go to Fargo and start a church? And I said, you're crazy. I don't have a college education. In my mind, missionaries are like the cream of the crop. Like our, they're like our secret service type people. So I said, you're crazy. I don't have a college degree. I just took the pastorate at Columbus. But I said, we'll pray for them. We'll pray. And over the course of time, anytime I ask people at the office, why don't we have a Real Baptist in North Dakota? Anybody have an idea what they're going to say? They said, nobody wants to go. Nobody wants to go. And I thought, that is so crazy that nobody wants to go to North Dakota. So I even prayed harder. I said, Lord, send somebody to North Dakota. I'll support them financially. I'll do missions trips, whatever it takes. Get somebody up there. But it wasn't going to be me. So as my wife would make these jokes about going to North Dakota to plant church, and when I would make jokes about how cold it got, God began to convict us, and it became a burden that we're joking about there not being a Free Will Baptist in Jamestown, or in North Dakota. And so, here we fast forward a few years, we're in Memphis, Tennessee, just right up the road. Um, probably a little bit longer than just right up the road, but way up there, I guess. But we were in Memphis, Tennessee for the National Convention, and we went by the Northwest Association of Free Will Baptist booth there in the exhibit hall. I was by myself, Allison and the kids we're kind of just straggling a hop behind because you know how it is. Kids see free stuff. They're grabbing the pens. They're grabbing the stickers. They're grabbing all these things. If you've not been to National, I recommend it um, just because of the free stuff. But no, it's because the services are based on the fellowship. But we walked by the booth, and there was this map. And as I looked at the map, I noticed North Dakota did not have a Free Will Baptist Church, and it convicted me. And I remember talking to Terry Mott, who's kind of like their director up there in the Northwest. And he said, I said, man, it'd be nice if there's a Free Will Baptist Church. I said, in North Dakota, he says, I know. He says, we're praying that God will work on somebody's heart and send somebody to North Dakota. And I said, me too. And it was there that God said, I'm giving you this burden and this vision for this state, and you're not moving. Why? And so I walked away and probably took about 15, 20 steps. And <clears throat> like, a, you know, like a good Christian would do after God just took you to the woodshed, you have your head kind of down low. You're just saying, sorry, Lord, I, I really need to, I, I don't know if I can do this. You know, you're contemplating. And so I turned around and I went back to the booth. And at this time, um, Clayton uh, Hampton, who is at the Missoula Church here in Montana, he was working the booth. And I said, I was looking at this map and I looked at him. And I said, man, it would be really nice if there was a Free Will Baptist Church in North Dakota. He said, I'm praying and we are praying that God work on somebody's heart to do that. And it was there that God, again, said, why are you being disobedient to me? And so I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray about it. If this is really what you want me to do, I'm just going to trust you and just let you be you. And you handle the thing. Allison was a, is, a, is a family girl. She's all, she, the reason why we moved back to Marion is because it would be closer to her family and help with Abigail and Benjamin. So family's big for her. I was like, Lord, if you're calling me, you're going to call my wife. Little did I know, Allison was going to come up behind me after I walked away the second time. And what do you think she did? She saw this map, and she actually took the picture. So credits to Allison for being smart enough to take a picture. 
And what do you think she noticed? North Dakota did not have a Fertile Baptist church. And she came up to me and she said, Justin, did you see this map? I was like, yeah, I saw the map. She said, what are we going to do about it? We're going to pray about it. Let's just pray. Fast forward a couple days, we get to the Wednesday night service where they have all the missionaries come up on stage. And as they come up on stage and celebrating them and celebrating the works that God's doing through them. And and as soon as service was done and we're walking back to the hotel, my wife said, Justin, did you see all those missionaries? I said, yeah, I saw all those missionaries. She said, they're no different than us. They're people who love God, want to see people saved, and are willing to do whatever it takes. What are we going to do about North Dakota? We're going to pray about it. Went to Texas, had to pick up my, uh, a semi-truck, drove all the way back to Ohio. We get home. Conversation, if you were wondering, yes, it was talking about planting in North Dakota to Texas and on the way back from Texas. We get back to Ohio, and, about, and she said, when we got home, she says, you're going to reach out to Nam, right? And I says, I will. About a week or so goes by, and she said, have you t- reached out to Nam yet? She hates when I say this story because it sounds like she always sounds like the nagging wife. She, it, it, she, she really was, and I think God was using her to kind of encourage me and, and poke me along the way. And, and she said, have you talked to Nam yet? And I said, I have not. And so I said, all right. So what we're going to do, so I called Nam. I was driving down I-75 in Ohio. Pretty sure you don't know. I'm not sure how good you are with geography. And so I'm driving down there, and I told him, I was like, I want to go to, we want to go to North Dakota. Well, we're at North Dakota. Do you want to go? I don't know. We talked about a place called Minot, so we said we may or might not go to Minot. There's Dickinson, there's Grand Forks, there's Fargo, all these things. And he said, what I want you to do, right around he said, I want you to go on this website, look at this list, pray about it. He said, we've learned that when God puts a place on somebody's heart and directs them, we have better success. So I said, okay. I got off the phone with Brad, and what do you think I did? I'm driving down I-75 in a semi-truck. I grabbed my cell phone. I do not endorse it. Don't yell at me. I got on that website, and I started scrolling. I know, not the safest thing to do. I know, I'm a bad example. Sorry, forgive me. And as I go through that list, I see Fargo. God said, don't go to Fargo because you'd be too distracted with the university. Okay. Bismarck, I know how my wife is with directions. We live in the town that she grew up in. She still uses Google Maps to get around town sometimes. That's a joke. She, she, she'll, she'll laugh. She laughs every time I say that. But anyway, so Bismarck, God said no. Grand Forks didn't have peace about it. Minot didn't have peace. Dickinson. I get to the ninth largest city, and it's called Jamestown. And God said, that's where you're going to go. So what did I do? I put my phone down. I got my headset and said, text wifey, Jamestown, North Dakota. Put my headset back down, and that was it. Little did I realize God was going to just open up so many things in Jamestown like we've never even imagined. So you're probably wondering, why Jamestown? Well, as I said, Jamestown is the ninth largest city in North Dakota. Out of curiosity, how many people do you think live in the whole state of North Dakota? Not many. 755,000 people. Seven, now, I don't, know, but I don't know how big Jackson is. I didn't do my, I, usually I do my research beforehand. Um, but and for, how many of you know, about, know of Columbus, Ohio? You've heard the name? You could fit the whole state of North Dakota in Columbus, Ohio. Um, where was I at? Indianapolis, Indiana, same thing. You could fit the whole state in that, in that city and have room to grow. 
So some of these huge cities, you can fit the whole state of North Dakota in. Now, Fargo has about 110, 150,000, depending on if you count, West Fargo. Bismarck's about 80-some thousand. Anybody have an idea about how many people live in Jamestown, North Dakota, being the ninth largest city? How much? 100,000. Anyone else? How many? 16. 700,000? 16,000 people. About 16,000. It goes up to about 17 and a half if you go like in a 20-minute range, driving range. And these numbers are not including the Native American Reservation on the north. Um, so 16,000 people that live in Jamestown, and these numbers that I'm sharing with you were given to me by a local pastor um, there in Jamestown. And since the statistics have backed that information up as well. Out of that 16,000 people, how many do you think belong to a religious organization? Any idea? 1,500, anyone else? Now listen, I know you weren't expecting a pop quiz on Sunday morning, okay? Trying to spice things up around here. Um, Roughly 4,000 people belong to a religious organization. That's Catholic, Methodist, Lutheran, Mormon, Jehovah's Witnesses, etc., etc. Forgive me, I'm breaking things up here. So that leaves 12,000 people who don't go to church. Now, we all heard of New Albany, right? New Albany, Mississippi. There's more lost people in, New Al- uh, in, North- in Jamestown than there is in the city of New Albany. I only know that because I looked that up just the other day. Blows my mind that there's more lost people in this city than cities that we have in other states. Where I grew up at, the town of the city that I grew up in, Beshires, Ohio, population's 11,000. That's 12,000 is still more than the city that I grew up in. 75%, at least, and the pastor that gave me these numbers, he said, this is being generous to some of the churches and what they're teaching and preaching. He says, there's probably, the number's probably higher than that, but he said, just for the, he said, when I called around, I just got membership. I didn't ask for actual attendance. That's a lot of people. 12,000 people. Can you, if, if we all, we have all said that if we were the only lost person on this earth, Jesus would have still come and died for us. But yet nobody is willing to go to the 12,000 that are up there. And you're probably wondering, well, how are we going to reach those 12,000 people, right? Well, this is how we're going to reach them. Remember Abigail? What's special about Abigail? Autistic. Okay. Um, the Ann Carlson Center, they deal with chi- p- children or people um, with disabilities. That is mental, developmental, and physical. Roughly 25% of the households in Jamestown, which is about a little over 1,000 households, have some form of disability. And special needs ministry is probably one of the most missed opportunities for churches to tap into, and I understand it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of effort, and sometimes you don't have the volunteers and the people to do it. I understand that. But Abigail, who's never been to Jamestown, who's never been to North Dakota, is already opened a door for us at the Ann Carlson Center because Allison, when I visited, she said, I want you to reach out to them and figure out what they do for pe- what the program's like or how they do things with autistic kids. We don't want Abigail to have any stunt in her growth. So they wanted me to drive all the way back to Ohio, which is a long ways away. And I said, we want you to pick her up, bring her back, and we want to start working on her assessments. And I said, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. They said, okay, we'll just put a file. We'll get a file going for her. 
And so she's already opened the door to Ann Carlson Center and probably about well over a year that I have reading, been reading the newspaper and been part of the Facebook group for Jamestown, there has not been one special event that churches have done for the Ann Carlson Center up there. The Ann Carlson said they get, they, some churches do give some canned goods, some snacks or something like that periodically, but there's never been anything like specifically catered to them like a special Easter egg hunt, special fun day, or anything like that. So hopefully nobody in Jamestown is listening, and we get to be the ones who go in there and serve and do those things. The second way, anybody have an idea what the largest demographic in Jamestown is? The largest demographic in Jamestown is people under the age of 25. I think it's well over, I think it's 25%. And you're probably wondering, well, what's so special about that? That means there's some young blood. The University of Jamestown is home to 3,500 to 4,000 students. A lot of kids are graduating high school. They play football, basketball, hockey, soccer. They're staying locally to play at the University of Jamestown or even staying local to go to college. Do you know what that tells me? There's a lot of opportunity to see people saved, disciple, train them up, and send them out to where there's a need. God's already shown me that he can take people from the University of Jamestown and transplant them in Ohio, and I've got an amazing story, which I won't share uh, here, um, but that's one way that we're going to reach him. We're going to reach him by tapping into it, and by the way, the average age in Jamestown is like less, it's like 43 and a half, about 44 years old, so that tells me there's a lot of young families. There's a lot of young families, and Jamestown is actually growing, and with some of the things that they're building and bringing in, that only means there's just going to be more youth that come that's pumped into this community. So those are our top two ways that we're going to reach Jamestown. We're going to work with the Ann Carlson Center and do what we can to serve them and serve those families. But we're also going to try to tap into the young, the youth that are in that community and the young people and help train them, disciple them, and raise them up. Because I don't know about you, but everywhere I go, every state is like, we need pastors. We need deacons. We need lay members. We need people to sing. We need people to play instruments. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if we just tap into the pipeline that God has got in North Dakota and other areas and just say, you know what, God, we're just going to reach these people. And we do that part, we'll see God do amazing things. The third way that we're going to reach people is by embracing their history, knowing who they are, where they come from, and loving them. As you see, my picture that was taken in November of 21 when I visited Jamestown for the whopping one and a half days that I was there, this is Dakota Thunder. Anybody have an idea how big he is? I always ask. And by the way, he is not real. I'm just throwing that out there. I was in Alabama, and people, I said, man, that must be a big fan, so you got to keep him in. He is 29 and a half feet tall. Um, he's actually getting ready to go through some renovations to clean him up and make him prettier. Um, but he is located in the Pioneer Village. Um, they do a lot. They embrace their history up there. They have the Pioneer Village where you can ride restored stagecoach wagons on some of the trails. They have Fort Seward on the other side of town where you can ride wagon trains and learn history. I think the world's, uh, I, think the, uh, they, I don't know if it's called the world's largest, but um, one of the largest United States, uh, uh, US, uh, the American flags hangs at Fort Seward. It's massive. Um, but we want to be able to understand the people where they come from and love on them for who they are and who God created them to be. Um, so that's one way that we're going to reach Jamestown. Another way that we're going to reach Jamestown is by going where the people are. What did Jesus do? He didn't sit back and say, come to me. He went to where they were at, right? And the way we're going to do that is go where the people are at. On the screen there, you see is the Jamestown Reservoir. 
Um, it has got 45 some surf, uh, miles of shoreline, 2,500 square surface acres of water. Yes, it's good fishing and hunting up there if you like to fish and hunt. Um, by the way, you're more than welcome to come. But um, this is special because when me and Alice are going to have our intense fellowships, which is arguments if you're not familiar with that term, and she tells me to go fly a kite, I'm going to go to this island that you see right there in the middle of the reservoir, and I'm going to fly my kite for a few hours until she calms down. Um, they do big kite flying events up there. They do, there's a disc golf course there on the island as well. A lot of fishing tournaments. Jamestown is known as the motorsports capital of North Dakota. Car shows, there's racetracks. Um, once a year, they, they, I don't know if they're doing it still, but they were closing down one of the, air, the landing strips at the airport and doing drag races um, and ho- hosting that. So a lot of events in the community. It's also fairgrounds as well. So you're probably wondering, how can I help you reach North Dakota? How can I help you reach the 701 as, I, as we've tagged it? Well, I'm glad that you asked. The first way they can help us reach these people, which was also given to me by the wonderful uh, Discover James Town Tourism Bureau, the way that you're going to help me reach people like these in a variety of ages and a variety of cultures and people is by praying for us. Prayer is probably the most important thing that I could ask anybody to do. Why? Because prayer can move mountains. Prayer can do things that we couldn't even imagine. When we pray, that's when God begins to do his best work. When we say, Lord, I can't do this, I'm leaving it up to you, he does the rest. There's three reasons why I want you to pray for me. Number one, the reason why I ask you to pray for us is because we're going to be 15 and a half hours away from our closest relative. Could you imagine? I mean, some of us would probably be happy to be 15 and a half hours away from our family. But we're going to be 15 and a half hours away, and just recently my mother-in-law has went through cancer twice, breast cancer, and had a rare bone cancer in her leg, and has lost, has, became an amputee because of cancer. If you, want, if you want to believe, if I said the enemy was fighting us, right there's tr- proof of it, um, because it, for a period of time we weren't sure if we should go to North Dakota or not, because Allison would be needed, and, and Marion to help take care of her mom. But her mom's doing great, the Lord's blessed her, and it's just amazing how he's worked that out. So we pray for us. Number two, now you already know there's not a Frill Baptist in North Dakota. How close do you think the closest Frill Baptist church is? Anybody have an idea? 15 miles, anyone else? Six and a half hours. Could you imagine having to drive six and a half hours to be with your brothers and sisters? We're going to be all by ourselves. You know what that means? The enemy is going to have a target on our back and will be trying to fight us in so many different ways. And we have the third reason why we, and because I say that, transitioning into the third reason why we want you to pray for us is because local pastors have told me to have some thick skin. Not because it gets cold up there, but because there's some wolves in sheep's clothing in North, in North Dakota, specifically in Jamestown. He said, I have been called things from preachers that I never thought I'd be called because of my stance on abortion, because of my stance on the sanctity of marriage and the sanctity of life and against homosexuality and these things. And so he said, you're going to have to come up, you're going to have some thick skin. He said, the enemy is going to fight you and fight you and fight you. But scripture tells us that when we do things for the Lord, the enemy is always going to be fighting us. So pray for us, pray for our family. Um, and and we, there's so much we can ask for prayer for. And the second way that you can help us is by coming alongside of us and support us monthly. Now, you're probably thinking, all right, this preacher's crazy. Now, I want you to give what the Lord puts on your heart. Somebody brought, somebody, so I was telling somebody about this, they brought to my attention that I have to be careful with the next part of this. But I want people to come alongside of us and, and it not to be a burden. Now, some of us, the Lord has blessed financially. Some of us, the Lord 
may not, we, not be, may, we may not be as financially blessed as others. So you're able to commit to us. That's all we're asking. We're challenging people to come alongside of us just for $7.01 as an introduction. If you want to come alongside of us, a lot of people can do 701. There's some people who said, you know what, I can do more than 701, and we thank the Lord that the Lord has blessed you to be able to do that. But the reason why I say this is because I don't want to be a burden to some people who may not may say, well, I want to be part of this, but my finances aren't where they need to be at. So we want you to be obedient to the Lord first and foremost, but also don't take this 701 as a way to say, you know what, I can help this, pre- this missionary and do it cheaply. Um, so just pray. If you feel led to come alongside of us, let the Lord lead you. Um, maybe you say, you know what, I can, I can support, do the support of four people. Um, or maybe I can do the support of more than that. Um, we've, had, we've got one individual um, who gives $100 a month. We've got many that do 25 a month. We've got a couple that do 50 um, Whatever the Lord puts you on your heart. And they've heard these numbers and it says, you know what, we just want to be able to make sure that we can do our part to help others who may not be able to do this. So we want people to come alongside of us. We are currently roughly about 25% funded. We are roughly 25% funded. So we've got a little ways to go, but we've still got about a year of fundraising to go. And I believe the Lord can work in people's hearts to do this. Um, you can give whatever you want to give. Um, we'll be more than glad to celebrate with the Lord. And if you do that, there's, there'll, there'll be some perks along the way. So we want you to commit with us prayerfully and financially. And we also want you to be involved. We want you to be a part of this work. Whether you're praying or whether you're coming alongside of us monthly in support, we want you to know what's happening. If you're giving us $50 or $100, you want to know where that money is going at, right? Well, the way that we can stay connected is you can go on Facebook, facebook.com slash embarkfwb. That's our church plant's Facebook page, and you'll be able to um, see what's going on. We got our schedule on there. Um, we also uh, have an updates. We give out monthly updates, which will be going out here um, later this week, kind of summarizing the month, where we've been, what's God doing, kind of situation update on things. You can sign up by uh, the QR code that's on the screen, or there's a sign-up sheet on the back. If you don't have an email address and you still want to get updates, just let us know, put your, ad- your physical address down, and we'll make sure we do our best to get you a physical copy of the updates as well. Also, a new thing that has been going on, that's just recently done in the last couple of weeks, is we've partnered with a local business in Jamestown to do shirts. Um, we have t-shirts, uh, hoodies, and some polos. Um, they are for sale if you use that code. Um, that's on the, it says Embark Apparel. A portion of the proceeds from that actually comes back to us. Um, so you buy a shirt, a portion of that comes back to our account. Um, and uh, I don't know what the exact web address is. I can look it up after service if you want to inquire about that. Um, but those, those are ways to help us. Um, up on the screen is my email address, jfightandembarkjamestown.com. We, we are currently in the process of building a website, not only for the church plant, but hopefully something that can be continued on for our church as well. Um, so that is my email address connected to that. Easiest way to get a hold of me is that. Um, but we want you to be connected. Um, you can go to fwbnam.com slash fight, F-E-I-G-H-T. That's our church planners page on the website for our, our home missions office. And it's got information as well. They put the updates on there, um, and they also have our birth dates, and I think there's a place to donate as well on there. So we want you to be connected. And I also want to be as transparent as possible with people who come alongside of us. God's going to be doing something big in Jamestown. My vision, and I don't normally say this, but my vision for North Dakota is to plant in Jamestown. My desire is to have two more churches 10 years after launching in Jamestown and eventually a state association in North Dakota. 
Um, that is my vision, and the only way we're going to be able to do it is if people come alongside of us, pray for us, and support us monthly to be able to do this work. So one last question I'm going to ask you guys is, are you ready to embark with the fights and the work in North Dakota? We are so excited about what God is going to do, and we're excited about what he's going to do and what he's already done. Um, we just recently got connected with Child Evangelism Fellowship up there. Um, just recently have an opportunity to be chaplain for the state of North Dakota um, police uh, there in Jamestown. So God is opening doors, and we're not even there yet. So God has got some momentum going, and we just are so excited about what God is doing and what he's going to do. Um, any questions? I know I threw a lot of information out to you. Is there any questions? If not, there's a, in the back there in the foyer, there is um, a table set up. We've got some bullet fo- uh, travel guides you can look at um, and give you a taste of North Dakota and to be able to really, um, you can kind of see some more things about things. So um, I'm going to turn it back over to him, Brother Aaron, and I don't know what he's got in store for you guys next. So. So thank you for being here today and for uh, giving your attention. And uh, listen, I hope that you will commit to pray. Um, you all can do that. Um, and uh, so I hope you will do that and that you'll uh, keep that prayer lit card. And he's got some more out in the foyer. Uh, pick a couple others up and um, utilize those. And then uh, pray about it. And if you say, you know what, well, this is talking the Lord's put on my heart that I need to support him maybe it's seven dollars a month uh and one cent maybe it's 25 dollars. maybe it's 50 dollars. but if god's spoken to you uh express that by filling out this card uh and giving that to justin or you put an offering plate in just a minute uh we do want to receive an offering t- uh as a church to help uh justin get there with george if you'll come um and evelyn you'll come and give us a interlude on the people always give more when there's music And uh, so if you'd like to write a check, uh, you can write it to the church, and Miss Kay will write one check, and we'll give it to Justin uh, this morning. And, uh, of course, you can put cash in, too. And can I tell you that even if you give a dollar, say, you know, uh, God takes our little bits, and he adds all our little bits up together, and then he puts his power and his blessing on it, and he does a lot with our little bits, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, Brother George, that's a blessing on the offering, please.